Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security, a world-class cyber penetration testing and risk mitigation company. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. Today, we chat with Brandon Robertson, client advisor and extraordinary insurance professional at the Buckner Company. Cyber insurance has become huge, and Brandon specializes in this. Stay tuned and find out what's happening in the cyber world with insurance. Vistas is sponsored by Vivint Smart Home. Look, have you ever wondered what would happen if I got robbed? What would they get? Who do I call to protect myself? Well, look no farther than Vivint Smart Home. They have the best technology for cameras, doorbells, garage sensors, window sensors, thermostats, everything you need all in one app. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today. Now here's the number, so write this down, 1-800-570-1313. That's 1-800-570-1313. They'll send some professionals right to your door to consult with you. Vistas is also honored to be sponsored by Nexus IT a worry-free, hyper-responsive approach to providing world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. Shout out to my friend Earl Foote and his crew, one of the greatest CEOs I know with high integrity. And by the way, he's a great bass player. (laughs) Please reach out to Earl's crew for your IT security needs. Here you go, www.nexusitc.net. I'll say that again, www.nexusitc.net. All right, now to our guest. In this podcast, WebSecCheck Security is excited to introduce you to Brandon Robertson, client advisor at the Buckner Company. Brandon is first and foremost a great husband and father, but he also loves baseball. We'll let you tell. We'll let him tell us about that. Uh, Brandon is not only a premier WebCheck Security partner, but our liability and other policies are with him. Why? Because he's in the business of relationship advisement and not insurance quotes, particularly where business and cyber are concerned. Well, welcome, Brandon. We're so honored to have you here today. It's great to be here, Greg. I'm super excited and looking forward to having a good chat chat with you this morning. Oh, it, it's going to be a great chat. You know, I'm and I'm honored truly that you're here because you're a busy dude. I mean, we had to reschedule this, I think, twice before <laughs> before we could get you on. All these crazy companies like like mine demanding your time and and uh, getting uh, quotes and talking about insurance, right? That's right. It's been a, it's been a crazy summer and it's been a good summer. A lot of family, a lot of work, and looking forward to what lies ahead for the fall and, and winter months. So happy to happy happy we could reschedule this and be be a part of something awesome. Indeed. Well, tell us a little bit about your family on that note, and and I know you're a baseball. You used to play in uh, was it college or or tell us about played, that. Played a little college baseball back in the day. It's been a few years. I got four four beautiful kids. My oldest is about to turn sixteen. So we're doing the whole driving thing and driver's license and uh, scary. I, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to brag. For, I'm going to brag for a minute. He's a good driver. We oh. just did a, a two hour drive and he's a good driver. And I'm an, I'm a, and I'm a paranoid insurance agent. And so for me to say that is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, right? it is. It's a big deal. He's, he's a good driver and, 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 and does good. And then I've got a 14 year old daughter that's also in high school and two little boys, uh, 11 and, and nine that, keep me busy and they they are so much fun and and uh keeping me keeping me excited about life and well you coach them too right you coach baseball i I do i coach baseball for my nine-year-old coach a few other sports as well baseball (laughs) is my passion but we're finding that my passion is um really where my kids are at too so they like lacrosse it looks like my passions turn into lacrosse so oh fantastic Family's super important to me, and and it and being an insurance agent and client advisor has allowed me to to spend time with my family when, when needed. So it's been a it's been a great career and a, a great opportunity to work for the Buckner Company. Well, on that note, tell us more about the Buckner Company. What what are they? What are some of the differentiators? So the Buckner Company is a is a commercial insurance agency located here in Salt Lake City. We are a regional a regional agency with offices in in Utah, Colorado, and Idaho. 
and we specialize in creating partnerships. One of the one of the reasons why I joined the Buckner Company six years ago is because fellow agents, fellow client advisors treated each other as equals and peers, not competitors. That happens so often in other in other locations and other agencies. We believe that relationships and partnerships are crucial to to businesses. And we we hope to be that that partner and advocate and cheerleader for our clients. We yes, we sell insurance. But in the end, we are cheerleaders for our clients and in, in helping them become more successful and ultimately protecting their babies, protecting their companies, which which is becoming so much harder to do today, the environment that we're in. And so these partnerships that we're creating have really, really added value to what our what our clients are doing. So I, I'm, I'm super excited for this for this podcast because it, it, it helps helps get the word out that that insurance can be a valid great partner for your for your company. Well, on that note, uh, I mentioned this earlier as we kicked off the podcast that WebCheck Security has uh, gone to Buckner for uh, its major liability policies and and right now we're we're talking uh, the appropriate cyber policy as well. So this podcast is very appropriate incidentally for our listeners. Uh, this this podcast is happening prior to an event that Buckner is sponsoring. Um, today is uh, uh, September. Uh, what is the, today? The eighth. <laughs> Brandon Boy. Today's September the eighth, and uh, of um, September twenty twenty one. Uh, people will listen to this later, so I have to put the timestamp in. But uh, we have uh, an event coming up in a couple of weeks on the twenty third. It's a lunch and learn. Buckner is sponsoring it, and this is for our uh, local uh, Utah folks. But uh, we're doing a special session on the, the Utah Affirmative Defense Act. Now this this doesn't spawn. Um, uh, it's not just for Utahns. In other words, it uh, there are acts that are coming in all over the U.S. from different states. Ohio, Connecticut, others are passing these affirmative defense uh, type acts, and and so more on this on on another podcast. But uh, we're very pleased, Brandon, to have Buckner as one of the anchor <laughs> sponsors for this uh, lunch and learn event. Yeah, we are super excited for that. The, the group of people that are going to be there are knowledgeable, great partners that understand the importance of, of friendship and business and creating creating value and in, in working together. And we're super excited. That affirmative action law that's going into place is going to have a lot of changes and is a topic for another day. But we're we're excited and and honored to be a part of that, Greg. Sure, and 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 thanks for for being a great. A partner what you said about business ecosystems is so important and to our listeners buckner is a, a big part of the web check and other uh, in the cyber community the the ecosystem well let's dive right in so brandon as you see it what are some of the challenges um that uh, small and medium business particularly face but all business um in regards to cybersecurity? tell us what's going on there Cybersecurity is really at the forefront over the last three or four years, less than that, actually, the last one or two years, billions of records have been breached through multiple, multiple cyber attacks. And when I say billions, there's what, 7 billion people on the planet? In the, last three, in the last three years, 20 billion records have been, have been breached. Anywhere from s- small brick and mortar retail shops to Marriott hotels. I mean, Facebook, 450 million records at Facebook were breached two years ago. Yahoo had 3 billion records breached in 2017. It's not going away. Uh, record, our records are, are out there. And each person doesn't have just one. Think of all of the transactions we do, Greg. Uh, Facebook is a transaction. Gmail is a transaction. And I'm using the word transaction loosely, but we're everywhere electronically. That that's true, and, and you know, for for our listeners too, that you bring up an interesting point, Brandon. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've got a record that's been breached somewhere, and uh, there's a site, uh, haveibeenpwned.com. Now, pwned is p w n e d, so have I been pwned p w n e d dot com. You can type in, uh, you know, I've got five or six different emails. If I type one of those in, 
um, it, it, it will tell you whether or not a site that that email has been used on has been breached. Now, hopefully, the listeners of this are using massive passwords, long passphrases, and I'm sure you'll long talk about that yes. <laughs> a little bit later in the podcast. But, you know, so, so it doesn't mean necessarily that your info has been breached, but if they've got, you know, your... Um, your 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 email address which unfortunately we use as the login to a lot of our uh, private data accounts chances are they they may have breached your data right and it, it, unfortunately it doesn't stop just there a few years ago we had frank abignell come speak to our clients and and partners oh, wow. about uh, about his life and about his story and he talked about how if he had back in the day because this was a number of years ago that Frank Abagnale, Frank Abagnale rose to fame when Leonardo DiCaprio played him in the movie, Catch Me If You Can. Right, right. He said that he could, he could con somebody with a magazine subscription. What? <laughs> the information on the back of a magazine. He said, I shred everything. And this is coming from, from a, you know, a notorious early stage hacker. Cause that's what Frank Abagnale was. He, he, he was a hacker in, in a analog era. Wow. And so today there's not much that's needed for people to be hacked. It, a lot of people will, will use their birth date for their, their cash cards and their debit cards, or they'll, they'll use hmm. uh, bad know, form, bad form folks. Yeah. Ba- yeah bad <laughs> form or they're, or they'll use password one, two, three for their password. So the environment for businesses today is tough because all businesses are online. All businesses have a digital footprint and they're moving more and more towards that. And the hardest thing that really is, is facing small businesses is there is the human element. The human Mm -hmm. element is what causes most breaches. We get an email a day, if not three or four emails a day from our, our from our IT department saying, "Hey, be on the lookout for this, for this email. It's a scam." But not only are small businesses having to be on the lookout for their own employees, what if one of my clients get hacked? I have I have a client who their vendor got hacked, sent an email to them, wow. ch- changing the wire instructions for their payments and they sent a $70,000 payment to the wrong to the wrong account oh my because goodness. their because their client got hacked it was a it was a valid email it was a a valid invoice and they sent it and you so know, i hear that story a lot brandon that that is not an uncommon story so you've you've hit on some key things here first of all we click on dumb stuff it's human nature it's going to happen right so, uh, you know, and we'll talk about cyber um, program management a little right. bit later on here and and that kind of thing. But kind of to, to set the stage here for uh, for insurance, but how insurance are getting insurers are getting wiser as WebCheck Security. Obviously, we propose cyber governance to a lot of our clients, not yep. just the penetration testing where we're providing engineers to hack into their stuff and their um, SaaS applications and, and, and infrastructure, but also um, assessing their policies, practices, and procedures. And we ran into a, you know, and this will remain nameless, but a particular client whose C-suite or board felt that it would be prudent to not spend money on cyber program management uh, and technology, but rather to manage by cyber insurance well we can just buy insurance and if we get hacked we're going to be okay now you know we're both you and i are advocates of cyber insurance obviously you, you got to have it uh but why is that no longer a viable um defense brandon it's no longer a viable defense because to buy that very insurance now the game has completely changed you know, the difficulties that small businesses face in managing their cyber program Mm -hmm. are evolving. If you were to ask me that question six months ago, the answer was different. Today, for Mm -hmm. you to buy cyber insurance, you have to meet certain criteria before they will even consider you. 
Do you have multi-factor authentication? Do you have firewalls in place? Do you have a formal cyber incident report, excuse me, a, a formal cyber incident response plan in place? What, uh, what else? Encryption of your mobile data. Are your phones encrypted? Uh, antivirus, firewalls, uh, endpoint detection. Do you do penetra- penetration testing? These are questions that small businesses, small businesses now have to answer to get a policy. Well, so pause. <laughs> what you've just described are best practices that come from uh, frameworks like the Center for Internet Control, CIS, as it's commonly called. It used to be CIS-20. NIST, yep. the National Institutes of Standards and, and Technology. Uh, a PCI, HIPAA, uh, Security Rule, uh, High Trust Certification, SOC 2, SOC 1 Certifications. Most, and I'm, I'm going to say this, most organizations uh, in North America don't have cyber program management. They may have one or two of the above. So what you're telling me, Brandon, let me ask the question this way. So if an organization is applying for to you with a policy, and this just isn't just Brandon at Buckner, this is the insurers, and they don't have MFA, and they don't have written policies, and they don't have much, if any, of the things you've just described, what does that do to their ability to be underwritten, or what happens there? They won't get coverage. Or, or, or they'll pay double, triple, quadruple the, 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 you know, going rate to, to buy insurance. It, it, and it has, it has universally changed in the last, it sounds crazy, six months. Mm -hmm. We, we, we did not have the, the underwriting guidelines this time last year. And for once, it has nothing to do with COVID. It just has to do with the state of the cyber and technology market right now. I, it's it's it it's crazy, and I am a paranoid insurance agent. Like I I try to to to, to be on the forefront. You know, to right. me, we're we're always talking worst case scenario, and we're almost there, which is which is crazy. We're, we're getting we're getting um, denials for coverage for clients. Really, I, so I, I have insurers lost money. Then, uh, Brandon, it, it seems like something's changed. What's changed? I wouldn't necessarily say that they're losing money, which makes it a little bit frustrating. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit to insurance carriers, mm-hmm. which I like to do with my clients and educate them. Insurance right. ca- carriers are out to make money and they have a right to make money. They take a ton of risk. Sure. Cyber insurance carriers are losing money, uh-huh. but they've, they've had years where they've made good margins on their cyber programs. But okay. there's been so many notable cases recently for ransomware that if you don't have certain protocols in place for your employees that where you may be requesting $5 million in cyber coverage, you might not get $5 million in ransomware coverage. They might lower the limit on your policy to 250000 So you'll get it, but you'll get lower coverages. Interesting, and, I, and, and and I could go into the technicalities of it some more, but I don't think that that's the where we're trying to go go with this today. But if if you can't if you can't check the boxes and prove that you can check the boxes, you won't get coverage. And that's what we really pride ourselves on at Buckner and in other agencies as well. If you've got a really good insurance partner, they should be able to pinpoint these to you and say, hey, let's take these steps. Let's introduce you to Greg. Let's introduce you to Nexus IT. Let's introduce you to some people that can help you. You know, we, we have the privilege of being with Romaine Marshall, a, a, a breach coach and, and, and cyber attorney here in a couple of weeks. You know, right. what can we do to introduce clients to an, an attorney that can also help guide you through that process? And carriers love that. They absolutely love it because they it means that you're being proactive and you be, you're becoming a better partner, a better risk partner for that insurance carrier to sell you insurance. So these the state of the market is 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 crazy, but what it's done is it's made us safer, in my opinion. It's forced people to put in just just some of the simplest of things. 
you would, you have no idea. Well, you do, obviously, Greg, but <laughs> multi-factor, multi-factor authentication. It goes a long, long ways. Very important. Um, very important. In fact, we, you know, we're, we're kind of a virtual uh, organization. A lot of our pen testers work out of their homes. Uh, but we, you know, we use protection. We use MFA on our Salesforce account. We use MFA on um, our, our, our G Suite uh, accounts and all kinds of things. Is it perfect? No, it's not. But, uh, you know, if a hacker does figure out, which, as you've mentioned, is not hard to do, your credentials, and even they manage to crack a password, well, we have pen testers that can crack an eight-character password uh, in under an hour or two and, and get in. But it's that second factor that's harder to obtain, right? <laughs> so. Right, right. And in you, you see that becoming more of a standard practice because of – because of I, I, I just the, the the notoriety of, of what's going on that it people are, are, are understanding that spending a little bit of money on an infrastructure is far better than spending money on um, cleaning up a disaster cleaning up a disaster right can we right. can we prevent can we prevent the disaster first and foremost and you know as we're seeing in louisiana right now with the hurricane you can't prevent all disasters and that goes the same way with with cyber attacks if somebody truly wants to get in your system they're going to keep at it keep at it keep at it and keep at it the the goal is to get them to move on to the next person sooner and if if you have have those um, controls in place, it makes it harder for people to do that. So yes, buying insurance, buying insurance is not necessarily harder. The requirements are becoming stricter and, and carriers are actually helping their clients meet those very, meet those very requirements. Um, there are some carriers out there that will give you uh, three hours with a breach coach with a $500 an hour breach coach you can call them and walk walk through your current programs and that breach codes can set you on a path to create a formal cyber incident response plan so carriers are getting wise to the 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 market as well and if they if they want to be in cyber insurance they need to provide expertise as to how to be safer Uh, there's a there's a carrier right now that was started about six years ago by ex nsa CIA and FBI cyber, cyber, um, oh shoot, Greg, cyber analysts um, or cy- cyber analysts and cyber enforcement experts. Interesting. CIA, NSA. See, we, we have some of those them. guys on our team, so I know what you're talking about there, <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting that they would start uh, an insurance endeavor. <laughs> right. It's crazy, but they're one of the best insurance carriers in the market right now because they they understand how to protect people and in fact as an insurance carrier they're searching the dark web for their clients information to keep them safer almost like a nor an antivirus or a a, a, a life lock type of scenario where they're protecting their clients so that's some of the the fun stuff that's going on and i say fun because i'm just a total insurance geek <laughs> carriers are carriers are becoming um are becoming an, an asset to their clients where so many times people think that the insurance companies are just out to get their premiums and then, and then not pay for a claim. My experience is the opposite. You don't write a lot of new clients. If your reputation is you don't pay for claims and pay to, to make people whole. So they're looking for ways to, 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 to make people safer. And it, it's been, it's been a very educational experience the last six months to see how, awesome the the partnerships can be between you know your client and a a small business or to a large business with their agent with the carrier with their c-suite with their information folks to create partnerships to to be safer interesting that, that that's really the crux of what i love is how do we get you safer how do we how do we make you safer as a company Fantastic. And on that note, we'll be back in a minute. Folks, we're talking with Brandon Robertson of the Buckner Company. 
It used to be notebooks, posters, and banners, proofreading ads, and physical invites. Now it's virtual servers and desktops, internet content filtering, web hosting, cloud infrastructure, and more. Ready to jump your company forward a few decades? Let Nexus IT consultants show you how. To find out more, go to www.nexusitc.net or call them at, ready for this number, 435-659-659. 2533. I'll repeat that one more time. Call Earl and his company at 435-659-2533 for some of the best IT consulting and support services on the planet. And we're back with Brandon Robertson of the Buckner Company. Brandon, so let's go back to the diligence side. You very uh, succinctly established what's happening in the industry and that basically carriers are getting diligence oriented. They're conducting their own assessments. They're asking specific questions. Let's quickly review what some of those things are uh, that, um, that these carriers are going to ask for. So they're looking for multi-factor authentication. They're looking for the simple things like antivirus, firewalls, encryption of sensitive data. They're looking for endpoint detection. They're looking for dual level of coverages. Mm-hmm. And then what, what's interesting in this due diligence phase is they're also trying to see if you are proactive or reactive. Interesting. What does that mean? So they, they want to know what you have already done mm-hmm. and what you are in the process of doing. And that's part of the underwriting process. In the ah. past, Greg, I could get a quote for cyber insurance in three minutes. I timed myself. Wow. Three minutes. I could take down the name of the company, their address, essentially their zip code that was built into an algorithm with the insurance company, the industry that they were in, and their revenues. Wow. And spit out a quote in three minutes for up to $2 million in coverage. That's going away. That type of stuff is going away. That tells you how much people wanted to write cyber insurance. They made it that easy. That does not happen anymore. Hmm. If you're looking for any types, type of good, solid coverage, they're looking to make sure that you have protection. And it's it's just it sounds so simple, but it, it is. It's do do you have do you have policies and procedures in place to initiate wire transfers from your bank? Do you have a in-person authentication? Do you have a call authentication? Do you have an email authentication? What are you doing to authenticate wires going out of your bank accounts? Proactive. What are you doing to be proactive? Interesting. And I, so it, it was something you said. It indicates to me that they don't have to be perfect. They may have some things in place, but not all. But it sounds like if they're proactively moving in the right direction – and can say, well, we've done this, this, and this, but uh, we haven't implemented, say, for example, an incident response plan. That's next on our list. It sounds like they can still be underwritten. Absolutely. And and if we can find the right right partner in insurance, that carrier will help you do it. Ah. I'll I'll help you do it. Very good. And and that's where where we preach partnership in risk management. You know, we keep saying, you know, let's buy insurance, let's buy insurance. When I meet with clients, whether it's malpractice insurance, it's general liability insurance or cyber insurance, I don't even bring up the word insurance until we've chatted and got to know each other, got to know the company, what you're doing. Insurance is one of the last things that we talk about because we want to know who you are, what's your culture. You know, if you're if if you're in the business of of creating gymwear. Do you love to work out? Do you love to do you love to to wear your own clothes? It's your culture. And that's it that's the exact same thing with cyber insurance carriers. What's your culture? Are you safe? Do you value your employees enough to train them? So w- when we talk about this due diligence, really what it comes down to is do you have a culture of risk management and safety? And it sounds like uh, one size doesn't fit all uh, as well, Brandon, that uh, um, so let's advise our clients as if each one were a a company or a board member, company owner, 
Um, where do you start? What, what kinds of insurance are there out there? And what do you advise them to do based on certain parameters that you're learning about that business and that business model? So I'm going to ask questions that, that really stem around, you know, what do you do mm-hmm. to take care of your employees first and foremost? What's your internal culture with your employees? Then I'm going to ask you, what do you do? What do you, what do you do? If, if, for example, you do penetration testing, Greg, right. but what do you do? You make your clients safer and be, and put them in a position to be more successful. And if you have an appropriate risk management program in place that includes safety protocols, training, buying insurance, following up on your cyber incident response plan, those are the things that we really want to get to know from the C-suite and from executives in, in companies. Who, who are you? Why do you love what you do? Uh, mm. I, I insure quite a few folks in the healthcare space, and cyber insurance is a huge, huge portion of their coverages right now because of the, the, the nature of their data. A question that I asked, ask a doctor is, tell me how you love your patients. What do, you, what, what do you do to show that you, you love treating your patients? And you can learn a lot by that question. And it seems mm. very, you know, very, uh, I don't want to, just odd to ask somebody, do you love your patients or do you love your customers? Tells you a lot about who they are. And I, I love asking that question because I, the, the responses that I've heard asking that question have, have kind of framed who I am as a, as an insurance professional and risk management professional of, of taking care of my own clients. And if you were to ask me that question, you know, how do you show love and appreciation for your clients? And it's, you know, understanding who they are as a person, understanding who they are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and then protecting what they love, right? I, we're protecting what they love. And cyber insurance is really, really becoming at the forefront of that. If, if you are an e-commerce company, and you are selling all of your widgets, all of your clothes, all of your gym wear online, mm. and somebody takes over your website for four days, what does that do to your image? What does that do to your brand, let alone the financial impact? And cyber insurance can help put that back together again. And, and your agent needs to understand that. Your client advisor needs to understand what you're doing because ransomware can shut you down not only financially, but if you've been hacked – your image could be ruined and people won't buy your widgets or gym clothes or, or, or items that you're selling anymore. And, and cyber insurance can protect those very, very things. So, so let, well, let's talk about ransomware for a minute. So when, when you have a cyber insurance policy, um, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, as a cybersecurity practitioner myself, I know they need to have a backup plan and don't pay the stupid ransom. Just, you know, wipe your machines and get rid of the, the, the virus and, and restore. And hopefully you've got backups that you've practiced that they, they, work, right. Right. Um, but that doesn't always happen. So will, will cyber insurance pay the ransom or how does that work? Ransomware is a, is, is a, is a tricky thing. If, if it's been underwritten correctly, you should have the, the full policy limit available to you. To, to spend and make you whole. So what, what happens is on a ransomware event, the insurance companies have Bitcoin wallets um, set up, already set up. And if you don't have backups that are valid or that are corrupt or they're a part of the hack, a lot of carriers will pay the ransomware. And what's unbelievable this is that you have noble hackers. It's a part of their business. It's part of their business plan. They've set up actual business plans and business models of hacking p- folks with ransomware and then giving back their systems um, free and clear because they know that if they don't, the next guys aren't going to give them give them the ransom. Hmm. So they'll ask you for 30, 40,000 bucks, you know, one Bitcoin and move on to the next person and carriers are paying it, which which is both good and bad because insurance companies are in the business of mitigating damages and the cost to restore from backups can be more than paying the ransomware. But then you're getting into the ethics of it. 
did did you just get hacked by a state a, a state run hacking company in Iran or Russia or China and then did your insurance company just now fund fund terrorism right and that's oh, a whole another that's a whole another it's, mud, it's a muddy it's we don't gray want to go area down that one right but ransom but with ransomware you to get those full policy limits and you know million 2 million 5 million dollars that's where the underwriting is actually crucial. If you don't have checks and balances and training for your employees on how to to mitigate phishing attempts and lock down your servers, you won't get coverage for ransomware. That's one of the first coverages that is is either reduced or axed if you don't have the right protocols in place. And that is the number one thing that we're seeing right now is 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 ransomware. Credit cards and and personal data yeah i mean they're worth money but you and i can shut off our credit card in 30 seconds on our phones now right right so a credit card's not really worth anything anymore so where where are criminals going to make money they've moved on to ransomware taking taking down systems and and getting some of them have been paid huge sums seven figure sums wow. in ransomware and and these are important discussions that you obviously have uh, with with your clients, uh, Brandon, I don't know if I've shown you uh, the cyber uh, the web check security cyber risk monetizer yet, but we uh, we worked with uh, one of our illustrious CPAs uh, that has a, a background in cyber exposure. He used to work with Ide Bailey, one of the large, um, I guess, part of the big big five or big six uh, accounting firms after. PwC and and uh, KPMG and so forth. Uh, anyway, uh, Joe's a great ally. He helped us develop this monetizer. The point I'm getting to is that we'll ask questions based on their annual revenues, um, and we plug it into an algorithm. Some of those, um, what what comes back is the cost of reputational damage, number one, the cost of the operational impact, and of course the legal. Uh, impact and for some organizations it, it it may not be much but for others they get involved in uh, litigation because their client contracts client data have been breached and there are e even if they're not sued there are legal obligations of um, disclosure and that costs money and pr and hiring a lawyer to make sure your ducks are in a row these are all important things right um, talk to me about that in terms of cyber coverage do cyber policies um, cover those things the legal the reputational impact pr campaigns uh, etc they absolutely do they absolutely do and those are sometimes the biggest money, um, the the biggest costs are are the reputational harm, the attorneys uh, to be able to fix fix your reputation, fix fix who you are. Right? It, it's it's deeply personal. My clients take it deeply personal when they're hacked, mm -hmm. and having cyber insurance to cover those things is so important because what what happens is is that when you're breached your sense of reality goes right out the window and you <laughs> having an having a, an agent an insurance comp carrier they're grounded they know what needs to take place they know that they we need to hire an attorney we know that we need to hire that that attorney who is also a breach coach, who also then can go hire a PR firm. All things that are covered through an appropriately structured cyber insurance policy. Not all policies are created equal. Right. You can buy some coverages and not others. But what we like to include in all of the policies that we sell are ways to make you whole. So that's breach response. PR response, mm. reputational response, fixing the problem. So fixing your systems, finding, detecting, and and fixing the issues with your technology that caused the breach, training your employees to understand what maybe they could have done differently. And then one that I like to hit on is educating chief technology officers or chief information officers. 
Um, and that's part of it because a uh-huh. lot of chief chief technology officers will you'll ask them, hey, Jerry, how are backups looking? They're looking good, boss. They're looking good. Hey, have we have we actually backed up from one of those backups to make sure that they're good? No, we haven't, but I, I they're they're okay. Well, fifty percent of backups are not okay, Greg. <laughs> that that's uh, <laughs> an alarming statistic, actually. They're not okay, <laughs> and so education to the C-suite is also vital. Um, I, I, and I think we're, I, I think we're running okay on time, Greg. I've, I've got, yeah, a, we are. I've got, a, I've got, I have a client three years ago that was, that was breached. Mm-hmm. He was sitting on it literally, and I, this, I'm not making this up for effect, was sitting on a beach in Hawaii, got a notification from, from one of his uh, engineers that they had been breached. And he called me and it was, uh, it would have been 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and said, Brandon, we, we've been breached. What do we do? And I said, we've planned for this. We're good. And he goes, well, what, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I go, slow down. We're okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to call the carrier and get them involved. We're going to call our, our attorney and get him involved. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to call somebody like a like a a nexus it or a cloud strike or somebody to come in and do an assessment of how our systems are looking we've we've identified the breach we've identified the breach so our systems are at least partially working these guys were totally prepared yet the ceo of the company lost his marbles when he got the phone call Hmm. and so i i say that because we planned for this we planned for this. He still had everything in, in place. And the only thing he could remember was call my agent, call my friend. And he happens to be a very close friend. Um, he called me and, and we got it resolved. But Greg, we had everything in place. They were the, the breach was was lasted a grand total of, of about 72 hours. Mm-hmm. The total claim for for PR expense, attorney's expense, for CloudStrike to put the systems back together again, to notify clients, to uh, to fix everything within their systems going forward, and to update their cyber response program was eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Eight hundred thousand dollars. Now think if they hadn't have had. A, a, a plan in place. And that plan in place was a response plan, insurance, and partnerships. It's it's all of it. The, the cyber insurance isn't going to be no good if you don't have it if you if you don't have the right things in place to 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 manage it. Right. They had everything in place. We've done everything right. And well, it still cost eight hundred thousand. That star that story is perfect, Brandon, because that, that segues into one one of our final questions, which is really about running the playbook. So what do you do? Um, generically, uh, recap that. So I have insurance. I've been breached. What do I do? So that's the, so that's the best case scenario, right? We, we have insurance. We, we have the makings of a, of a, of a response plan. It's not perfect, right? nor, nor do we ask anybody to be perfect. The very first thing that that I, I tell folks to do is to call me, is to call, is to call me, call your insurance agent, mm-hmm. because we have everybody lined up of who we are going to call, which is the carrier, who is then in turn going to notify an attorney immediately. Usually, and and other types of of claims, if you have a fire in your home, mm-hmm. it might be forty eight hours until a representative from the insurance carrier contacts you. Not in cyber insurance. It is, they want that immediately taken care of because once that talk, that that uh, clicker start the timer starts, it's just adding dollars, adding dollars, adding dollars. So it is immediate. So first and foremost, have a great relationship with your agent, who you make sure has a great relationship with your carrier partner. <clears throat> so call your agent. Your agent is then going to coordinate the next steps with the carrier, the attorney, and breach response. You're then going to get on a a, a huge conference call with your IT team and your IT team might be outsourced, which is totally okay. So that would be include somebody like Earl and his team at Nexus IT. They would get on a phone call with the, with our attorney, with our team, with, with me and with the carrier to walk through what has happened. Have we isolated it and, and, and done. And then from there you're, you're talking about closing, um, 
closing any loopholes to get the to get to get it fixed. Notifying your clients. But what was interesting, what I didn't say about about my client is he wanted to notify all nine thousand clients right then and there. Oh boy. No. <laughs> the answer to that was just no. That's not what we're doing. Because through that process, when we got the breach, the breach coach, the attorney involved, and the the forensic the forensic team involved, they found that only 400 clients had been breached, not all 9,000. So then a part of the, as a part of the process, you start to whittle down what really needs to be done. And the cost to notify 9,000 clients is a lot more than 400 clients. Oh, yeah. And you helped right. him with that amygdala response. He was like, oh, right. dude, we got to do this. Right. But you, you did the frontal lobe processing and helped him yes. walk through a more reasonable approach. Hey, by the way, don't forget, WebCheck Security has some forensics ex- experts on staff. Uh, we've actually been able to go in and kind of, I, I call it the what happened, how did it happen, and then how do we prevent it from happening again? Those are kind of the big three when we write the report. Sometimes we'll have to bring in the log-preserving equipment for a court case, but uh, we, we, we actually have those experts that can do that, as well as one expert in particular that, that does depositions, where he'll come in as the forensic expert and he'll testify in court. Uh, oh, that's kind, kind, kind of interesting. <laughs> no, and that's part. That is a part of it. Exactly what you just said, Greg, is is a part of it. It's how did it happen? Why did it happen? And how do we fix it? Yeah. Um, as a part of the forensics part of it. So uh, each claim is unique. Each claim is different. But when when I drill down with with folks, it's are you, are you prepared? And the answer to that is no. You're never fully prepared. Right. You can plan. You can have response te- response teams in place and it, and and instructions in place for your team. It's not perfect, but the idea behind it is is that you've got a team of people put together with your internal internal folks, your internal IT team, whether that's you know hired out by by somebody else or you have somebody internal. It's having a team in place that knows how to respond and can respond. And along the lines where you're going to make mistakes, but you're also going to have a team in place that can fix the problem. And I, and I really have not been involved in one that hasn't been able to fix, to, to fix, fix the problem. Yeah. It might cost a little bit more money and take a little bit more time, but having a good, a good team in place is so important. And, and quite frankly, Greg, insurance Mm -hmm. plays a really small part of that. It's, it's the planning before and after you buy insurance that really, truly makes makes or breaks you. So and that that sounds like the takeaway, Brandon, for, for today. If, if we were to end the podcast here, let's, let's recap that. So what do you want the listeners to know? Is it being prepared? What's the message there? My message is understand who you are and what you do as a company. So you can start the process of becoming prepared. My, my, my client was prepared, but it, he, lost his, he lost his mind for about <laughs> three hours. So he was prepared. So for me, the takeaway is, do you need insurance? Absolutely. 100% you do. But that's just one small portion of it that revolves around preparation and understanding your, your business's risk of operating within a cyber community and the, the, in the cyber community is the, the, the entire planet. It's, it's everywhere. So first and foremost is take an internal assessment of, of, of what you think you can do to become better and then start, start there, start looking at, at your systems. Do you have multi-factor authentication? Are your firewalls updated? Have you run all of your patches? Simple things. Then you move into to buying insurance, and and that opens up a whole a whole number of things with the carrier that can also become assets to your company. So pre- prepare, um, prepare to start, and then prepare to fail, and then prepare to fix it. And it that sounds formidable, but it really is not that much. It it, it really can just be the first initial conversation with your team of. Of, of how do we start becoming safer with our cyber footprint? It sounds like a holistic response. 
Brandon. I, I love it that you don't get on this podcast or you don't talk to your clients and say, hey, buy insurance. What do you need? I'll write it up for you. You're, you're actually counseling, coaching. You're, you're sharing best practices. You're sharing stories. You're asking them to be prepared. So when they talk to you, and this this is you know not a blatant uh, sales commercial, but you know you guys aren't just out there selling insurance. You're becoming a business partner, a critical business Correct. partner to them. And, and Correct. I, I love that that approach, Brandon. What's the best way uh, post podcast here for people to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is you can call me directly uh, on my cell phone. And I, I love giving that out because I, it's more personal and, and I love the, the partnership approach. And my number is 801-856-8462. But if you want to go less personal, my email is, is super easy. It's brandon at buckner.com. And I love this stuff. You can tell by the, the passion in my voice. I am a total nerd for this. My, my wife had no idea what she was getting herself into when she said, <laughs> yep, let's, let's go down the insurance route. And, and uh, it, I, I love this stuff because you get to talk, talk with passionate people that love what they do. And I, I just hope to be a small part of, of, of their, of their success and their team and, and protecting their, and protecting their businesses. Well, Brandon, it's been an honor to have you here today. Uh, this has been a great discussion. Uh, I, I hope there's been some Thank great you, takeaways. Uh, oh, you're very welcome. And I think there have been some great takeaways. Thank you so much for your valuable time and, and participation here today. And thanks, Brandon, for being an ongoing friend and a great partner and, and my uh, insurance provider. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Vistas thanks its sponsors, Vivint Smart Home, and Nexus IT Consultants. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. And don't forget, for white gloves, cybersecurity, and IT assistance, contact Nexus IT at nexusitc.net or call them at 435-659-2533. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular platforms. Check back soon for another episode of Vistas, published at least twice a month. Until next time, be positive and see only the good in others. 